morning. Good morning. Welcome to our morning take. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. And we are a host and co-host that tries to bring the movies alive in your head. These biblical stories that we talk about every day. Yesterday we left you with this whole Isaac thing. We do want to kind of touch a little bit about maybe what Isaac was feeling. Because nothing is written in Scripture. And, of course, we talked about Jesus, and he's a type of Jesus. Yes. I think that, um, you know, our morning take of things and these stories in the Bible are very, very enlightening. And if you can just, there are so many things that you can get the movie in your head. But this story in particular, I think about what happened after the ram came out of the bush and they're on their way back down. What is Isaac's response to everything that happened? Well, uh, R-O-L-A-I-D-S spells relief. (laughs) No, R-A-M spells relief for Isaac. He was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we talked about whether Abraham had to bring a change of clothes for him or whatever. But yeah, But, but let's take it back to even Abraham. And of course, Abraham knew even if he was to sacrifice Isaac that God would raise him up. Yeah, no, it tells us God, that. God and, would raise him up. It tells us that in Hebrews. It doesn't tell us that here, but it says, by faith Abraham offered his son Isaac, yes. uh, knowing that even if he were to accomplish the task, God would raise him from the dead. Amen. And it was he wasn't worried about what his wife would have thought, because what is the first thing that's going to happen if God tells you to... Take Jenny out. Yeah. Well, what? What? Yeah. What her? What her mom? What? Uh, what Mama would think about it? Yeah. Yeah. What? What are you taking Jenny up the mountain for? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to use Anthony as a. What would Jenny think? She'd be like, "Don't ask Anthony anywhere." Don't Don't ask Jenny that. Depending yeah. on what day of the week it is. <laughs> yeah. Depending on certain things Anthony does, I might actually have to use him as a sacrifice. <laughs> but yeah. So seriously, though, just think about: um, Does Isaac? have any type of resentment or does he understand the obedience that his dad has for God, for the Lord? Well, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, I think by now, because he's a young man and I think he's had at least 20 plus years. And I think Abraham, you know, they didn't just sit around at night and watch uh, YouTube. Okay. They didn't have TikTok. They didn't have social media. They literally uh, talked about history. Yes. And so Abraham, first off, I'm sure he talked to him about the flood. You know, it wasn't too long back, God had to destroy the whole world because people were just evil. And then you have this uncle out there, what is it, be his cousin, yeah. that uh, took off over here to Sodom and Gomorrah. As far as I know, he's dead. Yeah. I saw the smoke rising. God's going to judge people like that. We can't be like that. And listen, I've done a lot of things. Uh, you know, I married this woman from Egypt. Uh, we had a son. He's no longer even part of the picture because you are the chosen one because I didn't have enough faith. But I do now. And now when God tells me something, we need to do it. And I really believe that I believe Abraham got it through to his son. Yeah, because you you tell that story and you're like, and this kid is still here. And, and Isaac's got to be like, that's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So when they do all this. Isaac might have said, are you sure God told you that? <laughs> Me, moi, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that was chosen to get sacrificed. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Isaac did understand that, that I can't, I can't die. 
You know what just popped into my head was that stupid movie, uh, The Matrix. Do you know that some of the things that uh, Neo did, he did because he didn't think he could die. Yep. It's like, you can't destroy me. I am the chosen one. It's, it can't happen. Remember, what's, it, what's her name? Trinity? Yeah. His girlfriend? He's like, you can't die. I mean, you, you just can't die. It's impossible. Can't, it can't happen. And uh, so who knows? Maybe Isaac had kind of a little of that going on in his head. Okay, I'm going to do this because I know good and well that I cannot die. I'm the chosen one. God is going to, he's already said that I am the guy. Yeah. So he's going to kill me now? Yeah. And it's just like you were saying um, about Abraham telling the stories of things that have occurred in life. And it just brings me back to one of the main reasons I'm sitting here today is because my mother was a woman of faith. Yeah. And I saw God do incredible things in her life. And I said, if it works for her, it definitely has to work for me. There you go. Because I've I've seen it firsthand. I didn't hear stories about it. I saw God work miracles through my family, Mm -hmm. through my mother's faith. So I believe um, Isaac is the... It's the same as me in that you know regard. I mean, I wasn't put up on the altar or anything, but I'm sure that he's seen amazing things, and he's a living witness of it. So can we go one step further then? Yes. So why can't we be like that? If we know— Oh, that's simple. We want to control our own fate. If we know that we can't die, and can we die? No, we can't. We have eternal life. Yes. God says that he's given me eternal life. So I'm not going to die. No matter what happens, I'm not going to die. Now, I know we go out on these outreach things, and I know my church, uh, my, my brothers, they, they're always looking after me, and they're telling me, you know, you got to be careful. And I do, and you got to be prudent in today's world. But honestly, Abe, I do feel this hedge of protection. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm doing God's work. I'm doing God's will. I just don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, because to I can just remember the one time that we went to the hotel with Antonius and uh, whatever her name was. Yeah. And had I not been there, he wanted to do you harm, but God would not allow that. Yeah, but even when I was alone oh, with know, them once, I know. he he did. He wanted to, and I just looked at him square in his eyes, and I go, "You're not going to do anything, okay? Yeah. All I'm doing is trying to help you, and you're not going to do anything." And I just walked towards the door. And, you know, it's like the Red Sea parting. And honestly, I did not have any fear. I just knew he's not going to do anything. But you know what? I mean, we like to play the what if game with God. Well, what if, you know, and people tell me that. Well, what if he would have, though? Don't you think you'd have been stupid over there by yourself? Well, yes and no. But the whole thing is I was just doing what God told me to do. And I really believe, like I really believe Isaac believed. That no harm can come to me because I am the chosen one. Yep. So you can hold that knife up all you want, and you can even stab me with it, and I can even bleed out and die. But something's going to happen because I cannot die. Amen. Yeah, so there you Amen. go. Amen. Isn't that something else? Now, what if we lived with that kind of faith? See, that no matter what, we, we are going to be successful at whatever we do if we just put God first. Yeah, but we don't want to do that. And I have a—and I'm not going to say any names, but— um, I have a good a person that is very dear to me that is seeking success in the wrong way mm-hmm. because he wants in the, the flesh he wants the approval of man yeah and before he started his journey I clearly told him and I know you've heard me tell him several times you had to put you have to put God first got to because 
He is the one that set this thing in motion. You wouldn't be on this journey had it not been for him. Mm -hmm. People prayed for you, and things happened. You know, these are personal uh, friends of yours, and so we're not mentioning any names. But there's a name that we can mention that we did talk about this morning because he's a public figure, and I don't think we're saying anything out of school. But you said the same thing about LeBron James. Now, you're you're kind of an NBA fan. You you like the NBA. Old school the, NBA. Yeah, old school. Yeah, you're a Lakers fan, right? Yes. Uh, you love Magic and the yes. whole – and the Boston Celtics and the Lakers and the whole thing, right? Yes. Well, so so now we got LeBron playing there, and, and he should be like this great, wonderful uh, example for the NBA. And you were telling me about his acceptance speech uh, where he just broke Jabbar's yeah, he, record. he broke the scoring title – on national television, and they stop the game. You know, they give him all his praise and his accolades. And you guys can look up his speech when that happened. And he goes through this whole speech of thanking all of these people, and then he drops the F-bomb. Yeah. No, no. no mention of God or anything. And you told me at breakfast this morning, uh, God is who gave him these talents. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's God that we do any of these things. Amen. But we forget to uh, thank him, don't we? Oh, yeah, but see, here's the thing. Even people that don't believe still say, well, I thank God for this opportunity. You would think so. Yep. Didn't Peyton say something about the man upstairs? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people say the man upstairs. <laughs> they do. Oh, we stare.